What is up, you beautiful fucking people? Listen, I really, really want to know if you are interested in rebranding or repositioning your business, if you want to come and fuck with some of the guys who have done it the best, October 19th and 20th at the Self-Made Summit here in Charlotte, North Carolina, I have compiled a group of the best micro gym owners who have done exactly that, started as CrossFit gyms, wanted to break it, become something bigger, something different, something that would make them unique and truly catapult their business, and that's exactly what they did. I have got Metabolic and the founders, Brandon and Kirk, coming. I've got Alchemy 365 with their founder, Mike Jones. I have got Steve Pingerton, who created Vitality Fitness and EvoFit, probably one of the most successful bootcamp versions to ever hit a CrossFit gym scene. And then we've got myself with Urban Movement, Joe Tabaldi, the founder of Flex, and a branding and marketing coach that'll take the ideas in your brain that you can't really put together, they're too abstract, and they will. he will help you figure that out for your business we're going to be, they're doing, you know, large, you know, these keynotes, they're going to be speaking for an hour on, on their topics of their specialty and how they did it. They're going to be getting into small groups with you. You'll be sitting side by side. You can literally touch Brandon at Metabolic or ask Mike Jones at Alchemy, you know, about a, creating a class concept that's brand new. You can talk to Steve Pinkerton about building a building, about becoming a landlord. How about, you know, creating a boot camp model that is truly unique. I'll be there. You can fuck with me. You guys, you listen to my stuff though. You know me through and through. I'm not talking about me, but these guys, you'll never again probably have a chance to be as close to these guys as you will at this event. The Self-Made Summit tickets are available now. Link is in my Instagram bio. Go there, get signed up. Hope to see you. Now let's get into the fucking podcast. All righty guys, it is Stu. It is what the fuck gym talk. And I have a former client and uh, a very, very funny motherfucker, Anthony Ruffalo. That's the kiss of death. That is the kiss of death. When Absolute you're funny. kiss of death. We got to talk because you had a stand-up comedian. <laughs> like you did. We got to talk. We're going to talk about a little bit about that. So uh, Anthony is a former client of mine. I met him when he came and worked out when we were known as CrossFit South End. And Anthony is also a uh, personal financial planner. And here in Charlotte, locally. And uh, yeah, he came by. I remember you you came to that very first, I think, day when we opened up the very first workout over here. You came relatively soon when I first moved in here for a, a drop-in for a workout kind of scenario. And I've seen you a couple yeah. times since then. We saw you at uh, the wedding that we went to and all that good shit. But Anthony started making content. He, you know, he stayed, he's in his genre of financial planning, things like that. And we were just shooting the shit back and forth on Instagram. I was like, dude, I got to have you on the podcast. I think we could just jam and, and talk talk uh, financing, talk business, talk experience as a client, since you have that perspective, uh, talk mm-hmm. creating content, someone who's just gotten into it as of 2019 has already seen the benefits of it. So do me a favor, uh, real briefly, who are you and why is it important? So uh, Anthony Ruffalo, and I'm a certified financial planner. So CFP is my technical uh, designation. The fancy three letters after your name. It just means I can pass a test. That's all that <laughs> means. I can study and, and uh, remember shit. Um, so yeah, I know that I came, remember I came in, I, I, I actually, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if I ever shared this the reason I came in, originally started training in Southfield. I had, I had just moved back up, moved uptown. back uptown yep. and I just went through a horrible divorce 
Uh, and it was just, you know, that was like my therapy. You know, when I, when I come in here and I see this is the best hour of your day on your yep. wall, I mean, that really, uh, it resonates. Um, and you were probably single at the time and the, the CrossFit South End was of no shortage <laughs> of, of young women. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, I felt so, I felt way out of place though. Cause <laughs> I, at the time I was like maybe 33, 34 average age in the gym is like 25, 26. Yeah. That was about, that was probably back then. Yeah. I was a little bit younger and now I was now, now you're now 33, 34 is probably getting closer to the average. Yeah, I mean, and back, I mean, I just, you don't want to be, you don't want to be labeled the creepy guy no. in the gym right yeah. out of the gate. So it was always like this weird, but you no, know, it was therapy. Yeah. It was there. It was a great place to come because, you know, I had business and I would, you know, come and, and work out and relieve stress. And of course, you know, you're trying to get back into shape. Yep. You got to get make yourself ready for the market again, coming out of a marriage. You know, you get yourself, yeah, I had those extra 15, 20 uh, marriage pa- Obviously, I lost it, and then I, I put the, the marriage weight back on again because <laughs> he got remarried. I'm remarried, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, fa- I finally f- I found a, a good girl to put up with my shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. I've been watching what you're doing on social, uh, and it's been, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. I really respect what you do from a from a business perspective and then from a social media perspective. I have learned a lot by, by watching you, and you've given me a, a ton of tips and um, hey, check this, check this person out, check this book out, read this, do that. Cause I see, you know, I looked at your, you know, your first video was not to say it sucked, but it's oh, the it's, evolution it's, oh, yeah, absolutely. compared to where yeah. you are now, yeah. but you know, you just have to sack up and start doing, yeah. I That's like it. I was in a fucking like jihad cave, fucking like no lighting, <laughs> like just all fucked up. Um, I think I just had a whiteboard in the background. It just said WTF in the background. Yeah, I couldn't. That's even... it. It's just a kernel. It's a seed of a thought. Hundred percent. And then it just grows and grows, and and then it just goes in different direction. And it, you, you take. I love your the beginning of your story. Like you started out. Why well, respect the shit out of you? You started out in a pickup truck yeah. with barbells. Yeah. I mean, if that is not like, and then look where you are now. This place is amazing, like unbelievable. And to, to start in a pickup truck with barbells, like to listen to people complain in this country, it's like, fuck you. Shut up. You have no excuse for anything. This guy started with a pickup truck and some barbells yeah, and just started training people in a damn park. One of the things you'll note, like we vibe really well. We have a very similar <clears throat> fucked up sense of humor we we we, we anthony is extremely <laughs> fucked like ruffalo so it'd be so funny whenever class you know me and isaac would be talking before class back and they'd be like, who's scheduled for class like who's registered and if ruffalo's name was up i was like oh this is gonna be good there's always gonna be some like smart ass remark back and forth between each other there's always gonna be a good rapport um but let, let's talk about it a little bit so a couple let's talk on the the content thing i think is really interesting I remember I was actually down in Charleston. I was on vacation. This is like when you and me were really going back and forth on. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I've committed to it. I'm going to go in. And you had a lot of barriers because of your line of work. Mm-hmm. The SEC does yeah. not allow you to talk about a lot of shit. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, Gary, I'm a big Gary V fan. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just you have to work within the context and the kind, confines of, of the, the business in which you choose. So yeah. rather than bitch about what I can't do, I just, I've focused on what I can do and just try and make the best uh, of that. Yeah. Um, Give me an example of like, just without obviously okay, doing so it. So here's, here, yeah, here's an ex- example of something that I can't do is I cannot, I can't talk about outcomes. So I can't say, Hey, I had Stu came into, you know, Stu came in to see me. And one of the reasons he loves working with me is X 
or I moved Stu's IRA into an investment and it returned X Got it. percentage. And, and, and you can't say that either. Even if it's historic truth, even no. if like the paper trail, why does the SEC not want you to say that? Because – Like a personal trainer saying that because I can't it, talk about Sally losing 20 pounds. Well, you can, you can because you're not regulated by the, the SEC. SEC. Yeah. And you're not uh, – well, well, I don't – not regulated I don't, by any – is that not crazy that fitness is not regulated by any governing body? It's un, – I mean my, – my I, I fantasize about not being <laughs> – regulated by a regulatory but yeah. you have no idea like the paperwork that I deal with oh, yeah. on a daily and 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 I, I understand why cuz there are a lot of jackasses sure. I mean there, people get robbed yeah there are thieves there are thieves there yeah, are the Wolf people of Wall Street was a true story yeah, and, yeah. and you know what ki- the kills me about that guy is is that guy's selling out seminars oh, left yeah. and right after he destroyed people's lives and and it's hard and yeah. I do the same thing. It's hard because you romanticize yeah. that, like, oh man, that it, there's something cool about it and edgy yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. But then there are people like the mailman, the plumber, yeah. the they you know the, the electrician yep. who was just trying to get their kid through college that yeah. gave him ten grand because they had some asshole calling him yep. nonstop and it went from ten thousand to zero in a penny stock. Yep. And that's what we forget about. But that guy Jordan Belfort, I mean, he robbed people blind I'm and so, he taught other people has to rob. Made a response documentary to that. I'm, generally, what you see happens when anyone like that gets glamified in, in Hollywood and you get Leo to fucking play you. You'll generally see a few. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'll get you'll get a few response documentaries that come through and highlight the fucking horror stories. And and there's a, yeah, exactly. That's an idea. Literally. I mean, and generally a lot of times the, the, um, the universe, the, uh, the studio will back it. As mm-hmm. a, a one-off, because you will. You're going to have those kind of complaints and people saying you profited off my demise and someone lying and, and fucking me over. Um, who would play you? Who would play me? Yeah, if it was because Leo's already gone. Who would be? Who would play you? Ben? Ben Affleck, maybe? Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always get – I sound like Joe Pesci. I was, was going to go Joe Pesci. But, but I mean, he's so such old. An e- yeah. Like, he can't – you know. Yeah. I always and, – and when I drink Joe enough, Pesci. I do I, – I pull out all the Joe Pesci impressions. <laughs> I really do sound like him too. <laughs> I mean, I can go nonstop all night as Joe Pesci, like in character. Like, have you ever seen um, uh, what the hell is his name from SNL? Jim Brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. Pesci. Jim Brewer, yep, yeah, yep. I, I, I'm Jim not gonna Brewer. say anything, but I do it better than him. Yeah, so. that's fucking awesome. So, in, in in that same vein, you you had a period of time where you fucked around with stand up comedy, right? A little bit. I mean, I would completely amateur just uh, what happened again it was part of like my you know divorce therapy so yeah. to speak i mean it was it, if anyone's been through it it's mind bending um, and it was like it was literally i had no th- there's some divorces where you're like you're fighting yeah and you know you're like oh man i just know this isn't going to work sure. out or like we're just not we i, I had no clue like sure. i had no inkling and everything was on a friday everything was fine and then on a, a sunday it was a super bowl sunday I forget which one it was. Super Bowl Sunday, and I was moving out. Yeah, I was like, "What? Uh, what just happened to my life?" Like, and then so the so was my it poor improv? wife now. Talk about trust issues. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so in order to, I don't, I don't know, it was just shell shocked, and it was always yeah. like, you know, if you if if you asked me like, what would be my dream? Like my dream, like if I just sold my business and did nothing and I had no family or anything, yeah. I would just, that's all I would do. Yeah. It was, I would just be a stand up. I would try. Like, is it the idea of is cause getting people to laugh fun. is the best feeling ever. Yeah. Like it's making someone laugh is the best fucking feeling. Yeah. Well, I said like if you, if you, 
break down the psychology of yeah. it. I mean, if you have an insecure person, they're seeking validation. Sure. So, yeah, that's that's a whole other set of sure. mother issues that but we even can talk like, about. I think about, like, nothing gets me off more than a, a comment on a video or, like, again, that reinforcement, that dopamine drip. I get when someone tells me that really helped or whatever, that's the, equa- the, the equivalent of a laugh for a stand-up comedian. Sure. Yeah, there's – I mean – Everyone's well, laugh, in- laughter is agreement. Sure, 100%. is what it is. And then you know, even if, if when you're selling, like I, you- I, I, I joke around and I, I cry, you know, you cry to a point. Yeah. But it it makes you more human. Yes. And then it's agreement, and it's like, oh no, hey, hey, we're kind of we're alike. On the we're same s- level. We're similar. Yep. Like, oh, you got beat with a belt too. That yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, yeah. and you tried to catch it, <laughs> and then you just had bruises on your, your forearm. And then your yeah, and then your boys abuse you at school because like, oh, you got beat like a little bitch last night. <laughs> Like yeah no that's it's just it, it's it's agreement it's bonding yep. it's it's rapport yeah. um and it just I don't know it's it's probably one of the best personality weapons you can have as a human being is to be able to make somebody laugh like you think of like getting out of a ticket getting someone to not fucking kill you while they're mugging you in the streets you know make it like a chick like when like if you're not the best looking guy in the room but you can make her laugh, you got at least a shot. Not a big one, but a shot, right? Yeah, it that's, just, cause that's why I'm married. Exactly, right. That's exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I'd still be single coming here. <laughs> You'd still be CrossFit South then. Like, hey, ladies. Um, no, it, the fundamental, yeah, it's it's about uh, laughter is agreement. And then I think it just speaks to human nature. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, all of everybody just wants to have a good time. Yes. The first boss I ever had who, who set me off, I've never had a, uh, I've never had a salary job in my life. I've always been commission based, you know, I've always, yeah, it's just, it's a meritocracy, sure. right? So I've never, I've always was a commission based salesperson and then went on to become a business owner, which is I've been pure capitalism. Um, he, the first boss I ever had, he just told me, he's like, listen, Everybody, man, male or female, everybody just wants to have a beer and just hang out and have a laugh and have a good time. And if you can, and if you can get somebody to that way, find out how you figure out how you connect and have a laugh because everybody will laugh about something. Yeah. How about you got to figure that out? Have a laugh about something. Just have a beer and just relax. The, the last time I did a consult, so I'll step in and do consults if we're like double booked or some shit like that. So I did a consult. This chick and me, she actually, on this topic, she was taking improv classes at the Comedy Zone or whatever mm-hmm. it's called down here in Charlotte. And we talked about that literally the entire consult. We never even talked about her fitness goals. We did not talk. I, I couldn't tell you anything about her except her experience doing improv. Mm-hmm. She did the class. I had to leave at a meeting and she signed up like just that day. We just made a connection on yeah. that. And it that's all sales is. It's, yeah. it's literally just making a connection with someone who who needs the thing that you possibly have. Yeah. So for gym owners, gym owners, if, if you have new people coming in uh, and you want to sign them up, the, the simplest way is, is, I mean, you have to put yourself in their shoes. You yeah. empathize, empathize with them. Yep. And I, th- people today just want, connection yes we're super connected but we're not really connected in an authentic way there's this like digital barrier you know this digital barrier so when you could sit face to face with somebody look into somebody's eyes like i'm looking deeply into Stu's eyes right now you look into somebody's eyes and you connect and you can connect with them um and you and being a good listener and an active listener means i'm listening to what Stu says I care about what he says. I'm emo- I'm internalizing the emotion that he's giving, like giving off, empathizing with that, and then asking a question back, letting that other person know that hey, I'm hearing you. Yeah. And if you do that, 
you it, it's emotionally draining. Oh yeah. It it takes a You're lot. You're tired at the end of a consult when you really get into it. Like yeah. that's like psychiatrists and people who who do things like that like sports psychologists and stuff if you ever listen to podcasts that they put on sessions they have to have breaks. They can't do back-to-back sessions. Absolutely. You're fucking spent. It's um it's no that's that's a great point. So again, financial planner. Yeah. CFP. Way off on CFP. Um Give me – I told, we were talking about this before off air. A lot of the the people that listen to this, again, being a, a micro-gym owner or an aspiring micro-gym owner or my, you know, my grandma or something like that, whoever yeah. listens to my shit, what is it – what is something if you literally could go ahead and without the SAC getting mad at you and just like educate – let's just assume my, my audience are fucking morons. Right. Let's assume everyone listening to this is a fucking moron. Yeah, I don't know if you want to proceed under that. They, they get it. They get it. They get it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be valuable. They know I'm not calling them morons, but yeah, imagine yeah. they were. I know. It's- How would you dumb down the basics of what you believe would be healthy, fit, yeah, financial planning for a business owner? Yeah. So I can go like a thousand different directions. Yeah. So and I actually have this the this concept that I talk about with my clients. So it's on the personal side is functional finance. You do functional fitness. Such a good buzzword, functional. Uh, well, but it, because it's true. because it's real. Yeah. It's, and I also liken it or give it the analogy like to MMA. So like MMA, you know, you cannot be you cannot be a black belt in jujitsu and win in uh, the UFC. You can't just be a boxer. You can't be a karate guy. You yeah. can't be a wrestler. You got to know it all. Yeah. And you have to be well rounded. And you also have to be an athlete in order to be successful. You have to be well rounded. Okay. Same thing with fitness. Like sure. you can either run a mile in four minutes or you can squat 500, yeah. but you ain't doing both. Yeah. But somewhere, and that's why, you know, I love CrossFit. There's somewhere there is a, a balance in the middle, which produces like the fittest athlete across broad or, modal domains. Yeah, correct. Right. So for Do you have your level one, have you gone and taken that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. There we yeah. go. It just expired. I think last month. Um, and so for, on the fitness side, yeah. I, well, I'm sorry. On the finance side, um, I talk about that. And I can't get it. It's too complicated sure. for a, a, a podcast. But the first piece of advice that I would give, which is not like in that securities advice, is simple. For a business owner, you separate the two. Start there. You have a business and you have a person, personal finance. And there are, there are things that you can do on each side. And the first thing is you have to segregate them. You're two separate Entities, Stu, Brower, you know, drinking Jameson over in Cherry is a different person than movement, ur- Cre- urban movement. movement. Yeah. And you have to first separate that too. So what does that really mean though? How do you separate that? So first and foremost, number one, and this is the most basic advice that I can give is you want to form an entity, whether it be, and this is something you need to talk to an accountant about or an attorney about, um, you need to, you need to form an either an S corp or an LLC or be a sole proprietor. You have to just don't let it flow through as a schedule C on your tax return. You need an entity. That entity will give you a federal tax ID number, mm-hmm. and then that will allow you to now file a tax return and then establish credit in the name of the business. The second thing that you need to do is, is what I is expense segregation. Stop using your debit card for purchases at Costco yep. for the paper towels that you're using in the gym yep. or anything else. Yep. That's the basic so example. I call I it the blue red card model. I did a video. I don't even know where it is. I, it's got to be up there still in the ether. <laughs> mm-hmm. I held my blue Bank of America debit card, which is the color for the business debit card. And I held my Perfect. red one. And I said, this one here, this is what I use at Chipotle and Tiber Creek, mm-hmm. right? This one here only gets fucked with for the business ones. Right. Back in the day when I first started, 
everyone wants to be che- wants to do checking account financing. I mean, like, how much money do I have? And they look at that business checking account right after all the membership draws have gone in. And they're like, oh, I feel good. That's not your money. Like, and no. that is your. I'm so glad you brought this up. That separation of what personal is, and I know it takes two extra minutes to then go and maybe do a transfer into your personal or to actually just think to pull that out when you go to the gas station. What expense is this? But everyone in the beginning, everyone I work with runs every expense through the business. So I get that QuickBooks breakdown and I'm like, your total monthly expenses are $15,000 a month more than what you told me originally. Yeah. Oh, well, well that one's for my car yeah. and that one's for my rent <clears throat> and my apartment. I'm just like, you just, how... Yeah, Again. it's two separate. So long, long. Well, why would you do that? Number one, at the end of the year, it makes your life really simple. Yep. From an accounting perspective, I promise you, if you're not doing, if you're not segregating, what you're do- you're missing deductions and you're missing things. Your accountant is not. Your accountant is doing 700 returns yeah. at, the, at the end He's of the year. He's not looking like, oh, dicks. That he must doesn't... have been for shoes for his no. job. Yeah. No. Your accountant, your accountant does, is, is he's just checking a checkbox. Yep. That's why you sign a form and it says, like, I'm only working off the data that you provided. I'm not liable for that. I'm only uh, – Interpreting it, yeah. I'm only, I'm only as good as the information that you're giving me. So the onus is on you unless you then hire your accountant, which for some people that may be what you want to do. Hire your accountant to do your books yeah. and have a separate bookkeeper. Um, so for real super basic, you have to have that separation of church and state. Yeah. You have to separate the two entities. Otherwise, you could be how, – how can – how do you know if you're profitable? Yeah. You, you don't know if you're double – I think it also just blurs. It, it just is. blurs. You don't like know if you're profitable. Yeah. If somebody came in – think about it from an outside perspective – if, if an investor came in or somebody wanted to make you a loan yeah. or, or somebody wanted to buy you out, how are you going to prove that you're profitable? Yeah. Be like, whoa, this business has way too expensive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, but those are my personal. I just am too lazy to fucking yeah. put myself on a draw or whatever it may yeah. be. So here's the answer to that. So here – the answer is now, now that you – when you separate, now you have to do a little bit of work on your own and you have to do a personal budget. How much money is my mortgage and my daycare and my this and my that and my, my paint, my car payment, my insurance? What are my personal expenses? What's that nut? Is that 5000 Okay. If your nut is 5000 that means that you have to – the second part of why you want to form an entity is now you have to pay yourself – a check through payroll. Put yourself on an allowance, a salary, aka. And that's called budgeting. Yep. Now, let's say you, you're paying yourself $5,000 a month. That's $60,000 a year in a W-2 salary. What you're doing is you're prepaying your taxes through the year so you don't get hit over the head at the end of the year, number one. So you're not like, oh my God, this sucks. I'm, I owe 30 grand. So you're paying your taxes via payroll yep. all year long. That's number one. And number two, you're forcing yourself to budget. And guess what? That's 60000 That's an expense to the to business. business, correct, and that's it. it again, it, it's hard to do on a on a podcast, but like that's basic accounting yeah. one hundred and one is entity creation. Separate personal from business. Start paying yourself um, uh, a salary through payroll. Okay, here's the other the other magic that happens too, and I, I remember talking about this years ago. When you own, th- there's a reason too. There's an advantage to paying yourself a salary. If you pay yourself, the IRS says, if you pay yourself a reasonable salary, and also got to throw in, talk to your accountant about this, I'm not, I can't give legal tax advice. If you pay yourself a salary of six, the, the IRS says a reasonable salary, and then you turn a profit at the end of the year, 
there and there's money left over, there is uh, it's treated as what's called a distribution. And a distribution is pass-through income, and pass-through income, thanks to the new Trump tax laws, 20% of that is tax-free. That's number one. And two, it's not subject to self-employment tax. That's 15.3%. 7.6, what's 7.65 times two? It's 15.3. It's 15.3. Yeah, Yeah, it's 15.3. Yeah, 15.3. So you save yourself on 100, you're saving, you're talking about real money, thousands and thousands of dollars. So I know I'm throwing out a lot of stuff. No, that's, no, it's good. But here's the take. It's quite sizable. They're not that big of fucking idiots. No, no, here's, well, I don't know, you said they were, (laughs) they said they were morons. That's what we started. (laughs) So the the takeaway is go talk to, have a conversation with your accountant about, separation of your business and your personal. You should be able to do that yourself. If you if you have a building and you're paying rent, like you should know how to balance finances mm-hmm. on your own and separate those two out. Get yourself a credit, apply for a credit card in the name of your business with your federal tax ID number and use that for all of your expenses. That's just the basic and just, that's all you use for business expenses. Yep. That's it. Talk to your accountant about entity formation. If you haven't already set up an entity. Once you have your entity, take it to the next level, set up a, a check on a monthly, but you need a payroll company, either payroll one or ADP, ADP or whatever. Yeah. Uh, paychecks, they all do it. And you pay yourself a, a salary on a monthly basis, which then forces you to budget. Pay, so, yeah. you know, and you're already paying taxes on yeah, it. Just like the old when you know, if you left your corporate job and, and started a business, now, you know, I have $4,282 and 76 cents on the third of every month yep. in my account. And then you run it down, yeah. and then you pay your pay yourself. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that checking. Um, you know, uh, I had a guy on, po- on the podcast, Mike McCallowitz, who wrote a book called Profit First, right? So money comes in, we typically go ahead and we go uh, revenue minus expenses, and that's our profit, right? Mm-hmm. So instead, the way he formulates the equation for small business owners, money comes in, pull out the prop, pull out what you need, your profit margin there. And then go ahead and make sure you have yours and then go ahead and separate it out in separate checking accounts, right? So for, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the art of having a checking account that's just for taxes. So at the end of the month, you can go ahead and take a portion of that money, throw it into a tax account in a separate bank so you don't fucking touch it and yep. all that other good shit. And most gym owners just, there's something satisfying. And again, the psychology of it's easy. There's something satisfying too, though. But when I look at that checking account for as hard as I'm working and I do see that it has 13000 in it. No, but really it doesn't. It's not that money's yeah. all, it's money spoken for. Part of it is taxes. Part of it is what you need to live on. Really what that business has. It's it, actually hurting you. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's actually hurting you because it's making you lazy. Yes. It's, it's the, you know, if, if, if you have a full belly, you're not going to go out and hunt. Oh, so when I, in 2015, so I got Isaac running. It's, the gym. it's a false yeah. sense of security is I, what it is. I, uh, I pulled myself. So I have a, a company. They were, they specialized in just CrossFit gyms at the time. And, um, out of Concord. And then they stopped that. I think I'm one of the few gym, micro gyms they still work with. Um, that's my, the, the CPA and they do all of our numbers. I had them cut me off from, uh, ESC fitness, the gym. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was fucking around with making content mm-hmm. and I was doing eh, whatever, but I knew the only way to grow it. What the fuck gym talk was to completely cut myself off. Mm-hmm. So I said, no more distribution, no more sell. I want, I'm done. Do not put another dollar in after this other business idea that I'm going to fuck with. Yeah. And that was the only way I was eating was through what the fuck Jim talking. That's it's what like, I did. It's like, you know how to take the island? You burn the ships. You burn the ships. There that's you it. go. A hundred percent. You burn the ships. There's no, that's it. Either we're, you know, you're going to take the island or we're going to die trying. Like, yep. A hundred percent. Or like Biggie said, get rich or die trying. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he died, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's kick back over. I want to go back and forth between <clears throat> your amazing lens 
from this financial side and as a client. We were talking before this. Yeah. You've been doing CrossFit in Charlotte for a while. You're also doing Orange Theory now kind yeah. of scenario. You're literally doing Orange Theory only for five months. Went ahead and did the Cooper Bridge run in South Carolina, which is a huge – it's in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a huge fucking race that a yeah. lot of people do. Um, and you were able to complete that without any running outside. What do you see as a consumer when you – because you've bounced – and I told you, you did this reverse. You went CrossFit to Orange Theory mm-hmm. where I think a lot of CrossFit gyms think they're going to get all their clients from Orange Theories, which they're going to get yeah. some. I don't believe it's a true logic jump. But talk to me about like where you see fitness. Like as you're sitting back and be like, eh, I did CrossFit in this fucking grungy warehouse in Southend for a while. You did it also in Ballantyne, you know, mm-hmm. at their location. You did it now you're at Orange Theory, which is, you know, the the higher end version. What where do you see everything as a consumer when you talk to your friends about fitness? Yeah, that's it's uh that's an interest interesting question. So um I don't know if I'm the best judge of that because I like I, I like the grungy like I'm not looking for you know, I know you're all you about like, a, you like the hot warehouse. Yeah, I, I like the no air conditioning. Yeah. I like the the more painful it is, the better it is for me because I know it's forcing me to grow. I don't like cushy shit. Yeah. But you also can speak. I want you to speak, let's maybe not as Ruffalo as the person is what you yeah, yeah. like. Talk to it as a from the consumer perspective. Yeah. So I lo- listen. I love I love cross I love CrossFit. I love the feeling of lifting weights, like Olympic weightlifting. It's something I grew up. My grandfather was a was a weightlifter, and he introduced me when I was young, probably like ninth grade, tenth grade. To um, and I remember he showed me what a clean and jerk was when I was you know fourteen years old. And everyone who's doing, you know, bench presses. Yeah. And he showed me a one. I've been doing a one arm snatch since I was, you know, 13 years old. Yeah. I remember the first time I did it with a 20 pound uh, dumbbell. And he showed me in the basement. He was a boxer. He was like this. He was just, he was a beast. This guy was a monster. Um, he, he lived to be 86. He was 86 years old. He lived 80, 85 years of his life. The guy was just, you, you, even at 85, you would not want to mess with him. He would do some damage. Yeah. He was uh, a boxer, a weightlifter, and he was just a badass guy. Five, five foot seven, probably 200 pounds. And he would just, he just, he would, he could punch through a two by four. Short and stout, such R- an ridiculous. Italian stereotype. Yeah, I know. I know. So, um, but I, so anyway, so I want to set that. I enjoy the, the, the weightlifting portion and, and cross it in the competitive aspect. And like, I understand the community and, and, it just I, – I, I like all of that. So what I've observed, just in my two cents, so there was – and I've seen the evolution of it. So starting kind of at CrossFit South End and, you know, the warehouse warehouse type mentality, it's just simple. Like people have more options now, right? People have more options. Also, people have more money now. Economy is doing yes. really well. People have more disposable income. There's, there are more options, which that's simple economics. That, that means – the cream rises to the top. So you have to provide a better experience if you're looking for the, the you know, cushy type clients with a little extra money who, you know, want to, I, th- I just feel like in this area here, it's more of like a 3d tender. <laughs> it's literally in, in, in this, this, the South end kind of Charlotte area. It's, Friends, it's very yuppie. It's yup. It's very yuppie ish. Yeah. It's very like, po- like all of this. I feel like all of this, like, Chapel Hill, like smart kids, they graduate and they get a job here in Charlotte. And I'm it's, just, it's you know what? I'm social. just, ta- I'm just talking myself into a fucking hole. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I'm talking. Do you no, know what I'm trying to say? I yes, can't even I, verbalize. I, it. I, I get 100 percent what you're saying. So when I think of where you're at in the burbs, yeah, right. So the length of client, uh, the LCB lifetime client value of someone is generally larger because you're not bouncing around over here. If I keep a kid for 24 months, that's two apartment complex cycles. Wow, I know that's yeah. good. So that's one of the questions I ask when they come in. 
where's your apartment complex at? When did you sign the lease? That way I have an idea of when to expect them to leave because mm-hmm. most people in South End will renew a cycle two, maybe three times, but then they're moving out somewhere where there's affordable housing. And yeah. You understand the housing market in Charlotte. Yeah. I understand it. You were, If you get comfortable with the living in South End and Uptown and then mm-hmm. you want to start a family, you're still not living in South End and Uptown. Yeah. It is, it's not set up for that. You were going 15 to 20 minutes north right. or south. And when I when you see that, and I think of the experience like you have there at, at the Orange Theory, the first thing you said when I was at, talking about this earlier is that it's more convenient because yes. now you have a family and you have a business and you have this and you have that. Convenience over community is a thesis of mine that CrossFit gym owners don't really like. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, Stu, I've got the best community. We all hang out on the weekends. We all know mm-hmm. each other. I've been to these weddings. I'm like, that's great. And it doesn't mean that community ends. But I'll tell you this right now. Sally's been coming to you for four fucking years. You helped her get off her type 2 diabetes medicine. But her son's t-ball practice moves 45 minutes in the other direction. And she yeah. used to come to you right after. She's canceling your fucking gym, Johnny. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because convenience over community. Well, and- it, it, to, to that point, it's just about the daily, the daily grind. Yeah. And if you have to like 45 minutes out of your way or 30 minutes out of your way there and back, that's yeah. an hour. And, you, and you're already fighting getting over the mental hump of, do I really want to go? Like, yeah, yeah I want to go to the workout. I know it's going to feel good. I got to force myself to, to get there. Sure. All you need is just that one extra little excuse. And then what happens is you don't – you. You, you show up at two classes and then you show up at one and then it's like, Hey, I'm just going to go to a punch card and then punch card goes to, ah, and yeah. then you're, and then you're out. Right. Is that, that's gotta be Fitness the evolution a of fad. it. They're, they're, everyone goes to a fad where they're really in the organization, right? And they're going to organize their place. People go through fitness where I'm really into it. I'm really not into it. People go into it with fucking watching certain shows. Like, cyclical and then you hear gym owners and they're just like no this, this person's never going to leave I'm like do you not understand how humans live yeah that's and, not that's yeah, not realistic yeah you're not everyone cancels on a long enough timeline everyone cancels on a long enough timeline yeah absolutely and you just, can you predict that timeline and give them the best service possible because here's what won't last forever a membership will not last forever a referral will I fucking guarantee you you know anyone who's living in South End and they ask you where to work out you're going to refer me yeah, I've many times. Yeah, hundred percent. Many a times. Referral will live way beyond the membership, and I think we just be emotional about your members. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I love you. you. Care. I, yeah, you and me could go hang out no matter what. Like I still hang out with all the people you know that yeah. canceled the gym when we rebranded. Mm-hmm. Invite them to parties, stuff like that. I mean, I'm emotional with the member beyond the membership. I'm yeah. not emotional with the membership. That's a that's a thing that ends sometimes. But yeah. I still like that person. Yeah. So whether whether that's a conscious decision to because you're a good business person or you just legitimately care, either way, that's like that's where you have to be as sure. a as a as an owner. Like nobody knows what's in Stu's heart. Sure. Right. It's the same thing with like me and my business and my clients. Like yeah. nobody knows, but either way, the end result is the same, which is you got to care. 100. percent You got to be. You got to care. You literally got to give a fuck. Now let's talk where I wanted so, to go with this. Go wait. On. Let me fit. So yes. I don't think I gave a good answer on the. The, the evolution of the – so what I see, what I've observed is that there's just more – there are more choices out there yep. like than there were 10 years ago because you also were coming out of a, an economic crash. Correct, yeah. So economic crash. That's why the warehouses for CrossFit did so well. You get a year free fucking rent in 2008. Yeah, people had no – people were, were, were scared shitless. People were, you know uh, – you know, really scared about how to, yep. they, they were losing ha- second homes and losing houses, losing jobs. There was a, a, like the financial distress in this economy. What I don't th- I think people kind of under, underestimate, especially the 25 and 28 the millennials year olds now, they don't know. They don't, no, not, and it's not a shot at the millennials. It's like, I don't understand how it was in the great depression. Yep. I just, I just wasn't around. Sure. So it's not a shot at anybody. It's just, you just didn't live through it. Yep. I lived through that. I was a financial advisor through it. It was a nightmare. Like I was scared. I was 
I had anxiety. I drank a lot of red wine when I went home at night to get me through that. I really did. That's like, it, 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 it was, it was stressful. So now there are more choices. And then when there are more choices, now you're competing with, with, with other, you know, metabolic and, and orange theory, yep. and you're competing for, for head. You're competing for people who, the fitness people who want, so you need to elevate your, your experience. I don't think you're not going to get everybody. No, you're going to get the people that want to do what you're going to do. Orange like theory a, is going to get the people who want to do orange theory. Yeah. Metabolic is going to get the people that want to do. And you only need like uh, an orange theory model needs 300, three to four. That's it. They have a thousand where I'm at. A thousand. So they have a thousand activated cards. They charge. They don't have a thousand people coming through there each month. There's no, like the numbers wouldn't work out. They can do 45 people a class. Even if they ran 10 classes a day, they'd have to sell out every fucking class. But okay. So to, to break that down, what I'm hearing when, when I ask you where the evolution is, when you went from CrossFit to Orange Theory, it was based on convenience. What do you like about your Orange Theory experience? Yeah. Uh, so what do I like about my, I like that. And just, this is same to same as CrossFit. I don't have to think about what I'm going to do. Okay. Because I've I've quit everything and gone to the why or and I have a I got a nice setup in my you garage. You want to turn off mentally a little. It's a chore sure. to plan my workout. Yeah. I don't want to. And you know what happens? I wind up doing the stuff that I like and I don't get better. So I I, I recognize that and I want to get rid of my home gym, but because it's just not. A, I wind up doing the same stuff over and over yeah. again. Um, I like not having to think about my workout. Orange Theory does that and CrossFit does that. Um, I like the camaraderie of the group activity. I've do you really, know a lot of people that go to your orange theory? Like, do you recognize them class to class like you did at CrossFit? I'm starting, I'm, it's only been a couple months. Yeah. So I'm starting, I'm starting to, um, you know, recognize the, the, the same people, um, over and over and you build a, you know, the, the, but they're the not social. even set up like orange theory doesn't want you hanging out for a long time after class. Do you remember at CrossFit South End, you guys would hang out on foam rollers for fucking hours if you yeah. wanted to afterwards. They want you be social, be friendly, but get the fuck out. Cause the next group's yeah. coming in. And yeah. it's, but I think that's an efficient model. So it's funny. I was going to mention that, but so one of the things where I think they miss is that sure. Is that commuted that that communal experience, which I think people crave? Sure. Well, you're stuck with what they're get. They're getting an unbelievably efficient model where they they have more volume. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is in your world now because I know you changed. It's a little bit different. It's not your class. It's not eighteen yeah. barbells and people lifting in one class. Yeah. But they have, uh, you know, it. They, I think they run like 10, 12 classes. Correct. Yeah. And there, there could be thirty people, forty yep. people in the class. You know, that's 400 people, yep. 500 people they can service in a day like clockwork, yep. which is which is really cool. But you miss that, that connection and that um, yeah, you miss it. And again, communal piece. But, but it's also who I think they target too is the busy professional who is literally looking for the workout. They're not looking to make friends because they're 47 with kids. Yeah. You know, but whereas in my town, where I'm in South End, they're 26 and they just moved here from fucking New York on their first job on a flyer and they don't know anyone. And again, that's why I joke around and call it 3d tender. It's about friends. It's about fucking. And then it's about <laughs> fitness. That's it. Yeah. Like this is single central. Yeah. Um, well that's, I mean, again, you're, you're a very aware business owner of your demographic and your market. And I, I agree a hundred percent with that because where I am, I don't really care. I, I've got to, I can't even keep up with the people that are sure. in my network or, and I feel bad because I have, there's a lot of great people like that. Dunbar's I wind up number. You've already hit your one fifty. You I already, can't, I'm I'm so past that, yeah. and I feel bad because there's a lot of people that um you know I'd love to hang out with. Sure. So I'm not there to make friends. I guess you know to you, that's a good point. I'm not there to make friends, and I'm not going to strike up a conversation with a lot of the other you know 45 yeah. year old people hanging out at, 
and at, you'll never, at the gym. And, and I'm not looking for that connection. Correct. And you'll never submit a cancellation because you didn't find a community. You will submit a cancellation when it's no longer convenient to further support yeah. this thesis. That's I true. Have. Yep. Yeah. No one's ever been like, I got to cancel. I haven't made any friends yeah. here. And the other piece of that is just as I'm getting older, 38 now, and when I was t- the my joints just hurt. Yeah. Like from from doing lifting heavyweight, I I like lifting heavyweight, but then the the negative to that is mm-hmm. that it's not the muscle pain. It's, I like I know the difference between soreness. Yeah. And then like my wrist hurts. Yep. And my my shoulder is inflamed. Yep. Or my back. Is, is tight. I know if I don't stop, it's going, to, I'm going to get to the point where it's going to totally spaz and then I'm going to have to be in bed or on the couch for three days. Stuart McGill, one of the most foremost authorities on the lower back in deadlifting and strength and conditioning, talks about the spine like a credit card. If you want to break and snap a credit card in half with your bare hands, you have to start bending it back and forth and you've got to fucking do that over and over and over again. It gets really warm and eventually, if you keep bending a credit card back and forth, you can eventually snap it. Mm-hmm. The spine and the joints and a lot of this stuff with the CrossFit style movements, fast extension, explosive mm-hmm. extension, acts like that on a long enough timeline. It is not if, but when, when. you're going to have that tweak. Now, running on a treadmill, we can, I could argue that running on a treadmill would do the same thing. Running on pavement could do the same thing. Being on a bubble rower, you can do this for anything. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I just thought it was very interesting as we're having this conversation back and forth. We're just going to bounce back and forth between finance and fucking being a customer. You just offer a perspective that I always find interesting, which is the only perspective I give a fuck about is the customers. Yeah. Like what's going on in my head and I'm romantic about fuck that. All I care about is what does my current customer want and can I deliver on it? Does it align with my core values, my core focus, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, let's get that's back. Why, that's why you're successful. Yeah. Or, or, or allegedly so. Allegedly so, which is where I want to go with this next thing. We were talking about how I'll see some of the finances of a gym come in, mm-hmm. a gym that I've heard of that is now working with me. And I'm like, these guys are killing it, mm-hmm. right? And then you look at the finances and financially they are not. And mm-hmm. I'm very open about this. I've taken the profit margin of ESC Fitness, which is my LLC, or just smashed it down there, right? Mm-hmm. Like number one, uh, we when we did the rebranding and relocation and all that, I purged a lot. So I lost cash of member revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have as fast of an inflow because you know, you know this, the reason you found me is because you Googled CrossFit's near me or whatever. And I had CrossFit and Southland, the two biggest fucking names in the, at the time. And then also I make operational choices to overpay my rent mm-hmm. into my mortgage, into my real estate company and build up money in my real estate account there. So I overpay what I need to sure. do. Well, that's just a different way of taking money out of the business. Correct. Yeah. So so in that scenario, like if, if people were to come in here, and be like, man, I bet you Stu's just fucking like Scrooge McDuck swimming around in fucking, <laughs> in fucking dollar bills. Is that like, your, that's your number one dime exactly, right there, right? right? Yeah. I was like, no, it, it's not. It does not always what it appears. I went out with Jason Kalipa. I went to his gym and yeah. that dude coached his 5 a.m. He coached his 6 a.m. There was one person in the class. Mm-hmm. His 9 a.m. I'm there. There's three people in his class. One of them is his wife. He's having to move the bikes himself from one location to the other. Like I think a lot of people, even at the Glam Estate, think that this is a thing. What is it like? And we were talking about the the actual the absolute intimacy and vulnerability someone has to get over to share financial data with people. Sure, you got to get completely naked. Yeah, it's probably because there's so much ego tied up with money, and especially living in this in this country, yeah. people think that how much money you have is, is indicative of your value sure. as a, as a person. And I don't, I guess I've had the privilege of, I've, I've worked with 
with people all over, across the board. I work with some really wealthy people, some fantastic people in this town that are um, just hardworking people. And the longer I'm around money and the, the longer I work with people with a lot of money, the more I realize that it's just, it's really irrelevant. Um, and it, it's not, it doesn't define who, who you are. Sure. Like you don't get, once you get to a certain point, you know, and that's about one hundred and forty, hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. You can't really buy much more happiness. You know, one fifty to three hundred. Like, yeah, you you're gonna drive instead of a Toyota, you might drive a Lexus, but that doesn't make you any more happier. Sure. You may be able to take a vacation for you know, uh, seven, uh, ten days versus seven days, but does that really make you? What makes it us doesn't ha- move the needle? As no, much. no, not not at all. So I think a lot of people they they have their 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 value system is tied up with, and they feel very vulnerable talking about money, probably with you to, because they're, they don't want to feel like I, I, I'm going to be exposed um, because they place too much value in, in it's, it's like yep. ego. You gotta, you gotta let go of it because it's all of this. Any, it, all of this is an illusion anyway. All like I can have, like I, I'm worth a good amount of money, it could be. I recognize that it could be gone Disappear, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Like you know how many Jews there were in. I know this sounds shitty. But you know how many Jews there were in in Germany in 1942 that owned businesses that in 1944 were gone. I mean, think about it. Somebody could just show up, invade yeah. your country. Now I don't think that's going to happen here. <laughs> this is such a good analogy. But I was waiting for some good Jew jokes on this <laughs> podcast. I mean, we haven't had enough Jew jokes. That's not a joke. That's I mean, that's serious. My grandma used to say that boy runs like a Jew in Poland, 1945. <laughs> <laughs> she used to say shit like that. The um, so you like it's just an example of how fast things can, can change. change. Yeah. The market can turn around yeah. on you. Real estate market. Yeah. Like you, you look at the, I'm sure you, know, you look at the equity in your building. You're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is fantastic. Great. Yeah. That's Until great. The next recession hits. And- on, but that's only if you sell it Yep. or a bank is willing to lend you money yep. based on the value against it. Yeah. Which, and also a bank isn't going to give you money on the value of your property unless you're employed because the value, they know the bankers are much smarter. They know that, well, if the value goes down, he's still got to be on the hook. He needs to be employed to pay me back. Yep. So my, I guess my, what I'm trying to say is that yeah, you, people are afraid uh, or maybe hesitant to talk about money because they're embarrassed about it. Um, and it goes both ways. Some people, and I've seen the, the other scenario where people present themselves like they have money and then they, and then they don't. Yeah. And then they're embarrassed about that because they know they're just fronting. And then on the other side, there are people that are embarrassed that they have money and they don't, yeah. and they don't want people, they don't want to be seen differently. And yeah. I know people, I have, cl- I have clients that are like that. Yeah. They don't want, they don't let anybody know what they have because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be taken advantage of. They don't want to be asked for, for money, things yeah. and they don't want to think that that's what they're about. But something about money, you know, we all have a different value set when it comes to to money. So it's interesting when I think of psychiatrists, you got to let go. You just got to let go of the ego. And you know what you do with financial planning, those always to me, cause I, I'm very big into the, the referral business and thinking of the site. Cause I can create a, a top of the funnel lead gen for a gym like that. I can show someone on Facebook how to do that in 45 minutes and it's set and it's there. Nobody has an operational guaranteed way to get word of mouth referral. Mm-hmm. There is no guaranteed. So, and I and I always think about referral in different industries: psychiatry, psychiatrist, and psychologist, and then in yours, those are probably the hardest ones to call your friends and your friends and but people from college you knew or, or 
people that are beyond acquaintances, but not quite friends and be like, I'd love to handle your money. Or I'd love, you know, if you need a psychiatrist, talk to me. Mm -hmm. These are things that you know, you know me too well. I don't want to be judged. Like maybe they're going to go to a stranger. Like when I think if like me and Zoe talked about this in the beginning, we were like, we need to go get uh, talked like a marriage counselor or someone when we first, whatever, because that's what they're perfect. Cause yeah. communication is the only reason marriages break down. Lack mm -hmm. of communication. And we both have businesses. We're both busy. Wouldn't it be good to get that ahead and, of this? And no sex. And ha yeah, and ha no sex. Yeah, and ha get ahead of this and talk to someone. And it's like, well, we joke around. Like, what if that we knew that person? Would we go to them? No, I wouldn't want them to know yeah. like our shit. Like, and just same thing with you know a personal friend. like someone you know personally might be more hesitant to tell you about it because they're going to see you at the backyard barbecue in three weeks. Yeah. Do you do you experience that? Yeah, and I necessarily so when I first when I first started, my thing was I don't want. I don't want to approach anybody that I'm my friends and family. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want number. I don't want to be that guy. And in the yeah, who I'm like, hey, I'm trying to build a you know career on your back. Yeah, like yeah, I'm trying yeah. to make money off of you. And now it's come for. I've done it so long. Everyone now they just they just ask me questions. Sure. And constantly ask and like the, I they're just not get most the advice the quality of the advice is just I see is just not that. Good, yeah. It's, it, it, so when you give them a really good answer, like, well, fuck it, at least you it's, know. It starts in dribs and in, in, in dribs and drabs. I just have, it's the culmination of probably like thirty conversations over three years, and how do you? It essentially comes down to trust. Yeah. Okay. So how do you develop? I hate when people talk about trust. I hate it because it's not. You shouldn't ha ever have to talk about it. You shouldn't say trust. The only way, if you think about the people in your life that you trust, you trust them. When somebody gives you advice. That is not in their own. They have no vested interest. No expectations in the, in the outcome of you executing on that uh, on that advice only to see you succeed. That is the only, and then and that is not something that happens once. Yeah, you have to get that 10, 20, 30, 40 100%. times, and then all of a sudden you're like, Stu's a good dude. Like he just gives me good quality advice with no expectation in return, and subconsciously you're just like, now I trust him. Yes. It's, it's so funny. I always, whenever we get a, a new client or initial business development call, I go into my DMs on Facebook and I look and I'll go back and see him like, oh, fuck, yeah. I responded to that dude four different times mm -hmm. two years ago and I don't remember – I didn't remember his name or whatever the fuck it may be. Um, that's 100% it, which in trust and gaining people's trust comes with, again, making – so we're at – I don't know if we crossed the 400 video threshold. I think I might be over 400 now, but 400 fucking videos is what I've made mm -hmm. since 2015. That has allowed me to create a bunch of trust. And the one thing you I love what? is, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. So, no. And so you're going down this content creation machine right now mm -hmm. of, of getting comfortable with it and exploring and, and talking. I mean, we've got like fucking, he's, he walks around like a douchebag like me with a fucking camera on a tripod. Yeah. And there, there's a certain element where you got to get over that douchebaggery at first. I don't care. Oh, I did. It was you, tough. Oh, yeah. You have to. But then, like, I'm I like, reached in my pocket weird. and I realized I didn't have any fucks to give. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I reached my pocket. I was like, no, you guys can all eat a dick. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking care. Out of fucks. Yeah, out of fucks. Um, talk to me about your content because I have so many of these guys that are listening to the podcast right now. Yeah. But I can't get them to create one. Who watch my video, but I can't get them to create one. Talk, what would push you over the edge? Yeah, so it's just I, I knew I, – I've, I've been watching what you're doing. Sure. And watching the, the trend of the industry. Um, and I just – it just resonates. I don't know. There's something I can't verbal. It just resonates. It's a way to talk to people. Uh, and I also think about how I consume, how I consume and, and what makes me uh, buy things or move forward with things and how we consume information. Um, and it's, 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 it's very a personalized way to, to speak to somebody. Sure. 
and just put yourself out there. So, I mean, me with, with what I do to drive growth, I mean, just made a decision like, hey, this is how I want to grow my business. And I'm going to start putting out the content because – and I also see there's – in my world, because of all the compliance regulations and the SEC and nobody even fucks and, with it really. And FINRA, they don't because of two things. So the demographic of the advisors are typically older. they're they're older, like in the fifties and sixties, and they have no they this is like a totally different yeah. they can't wrap their head around any of this stuff. They're like Facebook Live would make their head explode. They're just yeah, they're like do you do business on the golf course yeah. type of mentality, smoking a cigar. I'm like, okay, that's great, but that's not the twenty nineteen world we live in. Yeah, it's just it's just not yep. anymore. Um, so I decided I want to grow my business and I really wanted to put good, it's also about help. Like I want to put content out there and, and help people. Like if you never come see me, you may like listen to my video on what's probate property, what's not probate property, learn something, go speak to an attorney. And then I just made your life a little easier. Yeah. Like, I just think that it's just good karma. It's goodwill that you're, you're, you're putting out there in the, in, in the universe. I think of it too. Like, um, and I wasn't married at the time. Um, I wasn't, I didn't have a daughter at the time, but when I think about like, you know, Facebook does the remember back in this day and it'll show you like a video or a picture of you from like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago. Yeah, I had I, one pop up today. Yeah. I love that. Cause I look back at myself in college, like, God, I was a fun motherfucker. Like that was some good fucking times. And now I see it just remind a lot of it, the poster you post this video and I'll go and watch it again. Cause I <clears> made it maybe in 2016. I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck. Damn, yeah, I was right. Yeah. Like, like at the time, I might have been like, man, I'm not sure whether I should hit publish on this because I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct. But I look back, I'm like, damn, I'm right. And then I look at all the comments that happen underneath of it or likes or whatever. I'm like, that really helps somebody. I don't know me, any of these people, but it, looking back on it, I'm so glad I fucking did that. I want my daughter to be able to go back and be like, listen, my dad was kind of a douche. He, uh, he, you know, he swore a lot. He did this or whatever. But at least people – At least she like broke it. that mold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Completely 180 that. <laughs> Way to turn her ship around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he died a douchebag too. Um, um, oh, great. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> great. I'm making jokes about your dead dad. Fantastic. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> but this is this is literally, in my opinion, the creating the content is a it's a legacy thing, and it's it's also too. It I you know, don't. Here's, yeah. Here's here's what I like about creating content, also, and especially for my in in my world, is I've seen, and you know what, and I'm just gonna. I'm, I've been guilty of it myself. When you're trying to sell, sometimes you change, you change how you speak to certain people. Yes. When you create content, Authentic you take stuff. a, not forget about you're, you're taking a, a position. Yeah. You're documented you're out there. You're yeah. documented as, Hey, this is your belief. Yeah. Someone could call you on that four years later and you, be like, you said this thing. It makes more. Now you're allowed, of course you're allowed to change. change yep. You're allowed to change and you're, you're allowed to, you know, um, Learn, you know, learn and yeah. grow and yep. become a, a better person. Um, but there is a documented record. So, you know, like, Hey, this is what that person stands yep. for, which is, I think why some of my stuff has, has been working. Um, because there's, it's, it's hard to get a straight answer. Yeah. out of a lot of advisors. It's yeah. like, and it's, I'm okay. Like I'm not right all the time. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not an advice. I, I'm not for everybody. Just like everybody's not going to work out at Cross, CrossFit South End. Like some people are going to do pure it's bar. urban movement. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, rem I'm reminiscing about that. <laughs> and you got the – I know I've got the sign up there. Sublim I, I, subliminally. I know, right? Yeah, uh, no. So in people are going to – you know, people just want to do yoga. Yeah. Like they're not ever going to do – they're never yeah. going to work out at urban movement. Yep. 
It's just not. And I'm, there are certain people who I'm never going to get along yeah. with. But because you've documented because of my personality, there, the ones that do gravitate towards you. Yeah. yeah. You don't. You only need. You only need so many. Yeah. The thing I love about the documenting is when you can do a recall on some shit you said in the past that comes back and you're like, see, remember I said that shit back in 2015 about not having dogs in the gym. Yeah. And then literally, I love that. I totally, I commented on that one. And I'm like, and my, do you, I don't know. Do you remember my comment on it? You probably don't. Remind me. So my comment on that, because you just started a shitstorm. Yeah. People are going crazy (laughs) on the, like, I'm like, you people are so stupid. (laughs) I'm like, Stu does not give a crap about the dog in the gym. I was like, he's creating clickbait. He's creating content and he's getting you engaged in the yeah. conversation. And meanwhile, everyone's like, "Oh, where's Urban Movement?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the, at the same time, as much as like I like truly like I have three dogs. Yeah, I know uh, you love you're yeah, a dog love lover. Dogs. Yeah, I know I you love dogs. Do I think like again they should you should be down doing a burpee and have some fucking dogs nut hair in your face? Absolutely <laughs> not. You know, do I believe in service personnel dogs? Well, the, the Mecklenburg County requires me to. Thanks right. to my twenty thousand dollar fucking handicap ramp out there, <laughs> which we've never never, never utilized. Yeah, not. A I lot literally of... would just like. I remember seeing there's a there's a guy in a wheelchair and he just he goes up and down this street here. And there were times I just want to ask him like, man, would you go up and down my ramp real quick, <laughs> just because I need to have some validation for the money I spent on it. No one has ever used it in that capacity. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's the amazing thing with documenting is it, it puts a stance on stuff and you can change your mind or you can go back and recall and say, look, I was, I was fucking right on this. Yeah. Um, or, or even more authentic than that or authentic than that is you call yourself back and say, Hey, I was wrong. Oh yeah. That is such a powerful one. I was wrong. Such a powerful and, one. And it takes a certain you, – it's okay to admit when you're wrong. And do it before the internet f- does it because yeah. you – when, when well, you're you wrong – Then you can control the narrative. Correct, yes, 100%. <laughs> grab it before the internet does. And there are times where I'll say something on a podcast and I like have to correct it on a piece of content or whatever. Yeah. Always call it out before the internet does. So where do you – let me ask you this. So where do you see – so I've, I've seen your evolution. Yeah. You went from a truck to a small yeah. space to a bigger space to urban movement yeah. to the rebrand. to dr- yeah. And I understand why you're doing it. it it all makes sense um, to me where you can't – I just uh, – my two cents, I, I don't see how you could just be a CrossFit gym and survive in, in the next 10 sure. years because it's such a such a limit – or not survive, but to, to get to the next level. Sure. Like you, you can Whatever have – the aspirations it, are and mine yeah, are a bit higher than – yeah. But again, I'm on the finance side, so I know if you have a hundred member gym, yeah. and and I you know you're paying rent and overhead and salaries, and yep. if you're squeezing 60, 80 – you know, a hundred grand yep. out and profit yeah. after all of that stuff. I mean, and it's okay. Like your video where you, you said, that's fine. Yeah. If, if that, if you're content there yeah. and Rock and up. that's, that's an amazing lifestyle yeah. that you, that you built. Yeah. And I guess that that's a, that's a question, but to get to the two, the three, the five, if you have aspirations of doing that, yeah. how do you I don't think that cr- the CrossFit model can take you there. I, you know what? I think in a, the operational capacity is just, I think it's difficult. If you're in a real city like Charlotte, the barbell, the style of that workout requires too big of a space where rents are too flip flopped right now. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think it's be very hard because the only growth plan for a CrossFit gym generally involves getting a bigger building, which is not a good growth plan. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think the models that embrace operational capacity and smaller footprints, mm-hmm. like what orange Theory's done metabolic, even what we're doing, even though I sit in this giant fucking building, but I operate it in a, uh, in a fraction of the size of what we use. Like our next location is going to be way smaller. Like the operation there will be different. I think you can, if you, if you forget the romanticism of how it was when you were a client 
and then when you turned a coach, and then somehow you became a gym owner in a course of 18 months yeah. when you were just literally a client and a fucking CPA or a dental hygienist fucking mm-hmm. 18 months ago. Yeah. I, I do think there'll be plenty that will, and the ones that do are going to embrace math and that square footage, operational capacity thing I talk about all the time. But, I mean, again, for a brick-and-mortar gym, if you go 20 to 30%, per- 30% would be an A fucking plus profit margin and in a brick-and-mortar. I, mean, I mean, you work with tons of business owners. What are they – What like, what's the average that they – if i'm sure you hear like yeah. hey Stu, if i could just make x yeah i'd so be happy what is I, that number i ask this question all the time i ask it generally on my first call what do you want to make and everyone just like they don't some people are probably feel uh vulnerable telling you about their finances mm-hmm. i always get some bullshit oh no, no listen if i was just making 60 out of this i'd be super happy and i fucking eat their soul out of their <laughs> fucking asshole from across that screen i go that's Bro, pretty that's aggressive you didn't fucking start a business to make 60 fucking grand you could yeah. come work for me and i'd pay i could pay you that yeah get the fuck out of here what did you want to make and i will fucking push yeah and I'm like, all right all right fine my brother he's four years older than me he makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and i have to hear about it every fucking thanksgiving mm-hmm. if i can make 250 i would be the happiest motherfucker ever so it's just like a sales console i find the pain point what are you really here for yeah. right and and that that's it so i would say most gym owners who have the aspiration the average aspirations if they could take home like you said six figures hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm. and do what they love have their dog come with come with them to work work out all that shit like they would be completely content yeah i truly believe well that. and for some people i mean that's a huge you're 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 a business owner yeah. like you're an entrepreneur like you've you, you get it. You you've been there. Yeah. You couldn't even imagine. Be, but there are some people that sit, are sitting nine in to a, five. will never in make a cubicle, yeah. and they want to put a noose around their yes. neck. You know, like I just couldn't. The fulfillment I, of, of loving what you do has got so much value to I, it. I think I take that for granted because yeah. I've I've always yeah. I've always had my I've always had control over my day. Yeah. I've always had freedom to schedule, yeah. um, and I've always owned a, a business. So I don't know what that. That's like it. It must be soul crushing. I went to my daughter's uh, picnic yesterday at a. Uh, if Lincoln. you're not doing what you know, if you're not enjoying what you do. Oh yeah, no. So I went to my daughter's thing yesterday, and uh, as a end of the school year picnic thing, and I'm the youngest dad there. Let's call it Little Church on the Lane, this little fucking place in, in Myers Park, and uh, Miles Park. Miles Park, yeah. And I get in there. I'm but the only one not wearing a suit. No, dude, I'm literally I'm wearing <laughs> high tops. I'm riding my boosted board up. I'm fucking wearing a Lululemon shirt. To see that. And everybody is in fucking suits and shit. And yeah. I have this one guy. We're getting in line to get whatever. He's like, "What do you do?" And I like I always have a hard time. I was like, my answer I want to say yeah. is it depends what fucking day it is. <laughs> um, but I was just like, I you know I I own a gym and I and I work with gym owners kind of scenario. And he just stared at me. And I know that guy's probably got to hump it back to Bank of America mm-hmm. in that fuck. And maybe he loves his job. Maybe I'm completely dosing him wrong, but I don't think I am. And I just thought for a second there as I was looking around, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, hell yeah. Doing what you want to do when you want to do it is what, in my opinion, is what happiness is to me. Yeah. You that's, know? Um, and that, that, I think that's that, what most entrepreneurs correct, will tell yeah. you. I mean, now, did I want to be at that? picnic at that time maybe like it's not like that like i wanted to be with my family at that time they want to be sitting there with every fucking yup no, what, you, what you wanted you wanted the ability to be there yeah oh and i at like your choice yeah and you don't want it you don't want to have to say honey i'm sorry like i, need, I have to go to i yes. have to go check with somebody correct to see if i can go to my daughter's yeah thing. i mean like i want to go to my daughter's thing i want to see what i want to be able to have the right to, be able to go to her recitals and her this and yeah. be able to go up there that's what i wanted when i was saying like did i want to be there like it's not – I think when you say doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, sounds very bratty. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially – like there are times me and my wife's like, hey, we got to go to the, the mall. Do I want to go to the mall? Probably not. Do I want to go spend time with my wife? Yes. And the fact that I don't have to be in a nine-to-five office is me being able to do what I want to do when yeah. I want to do it. But that doesn't mean 
But the the flip side to that, and I think which also gets romanticized about owning, we don't just because you work don't work nine to five doesn't mean you're working forty hours a week. Correct. You're, I work way more than forty hours a yeah. week because I'm never I'm because of technology and the internet. I'm yeah. never if a if a client who has six billion dollars with me emails me at nine o'clock at night, I'm and I see it, I'm going to email him back yeah. at nine o one or pick up the phone and make the phone call. Yeah. Just because that's good business. Connectivity is just instantaneous. You and have everyone's to. got it. Yes, 100%. It, they, they, don't, they may not say anything to me for, for six weeks, but I need to be responsive yes. to, that, to that person yep. um, and get back to them. Yep. So you're always – Yeah, you're always on. You're always on. And even when you're not on technician-wise, like that answering an email or whatever, mm-hmm. your brain is always on on a thing. Like it is impossible for me and my wife to go an entire, biz- the entire dinner – where we don't talk about business for a second, mm-hmm. like for even a like we might go. It's because you love it. Yeah, and it's because we go, we'll go ninety seven percent. Legitimately love and we, it, and it's so funny because we almost guilt ourselves into like we shouldn't talk about it. Why? Because that's the PC thing that everyone says. Like you know, I love. You, I know you're a Gary Vee fan. The, one of his theses I love is the idea of people talking about them. They're being on their phones all the time, mm-hmm. and how that just this millennial fucked up thing. Dude, I remember being in my grandparents' house. She had the newspaper in front of his face. My grandfather had the newspaper in front of their face, and they weren't fucking talking to each other. My phone is the fucking newspaper, except my phone is making me money simultaneously. Right, right, just, right. And, or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just doing escapism, and I'm just fucking scrolling through fucking – TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so I, I don't – I really try to not uh, bend over to the social PC-ness of – you shouldn't work that much. You should be able to go through an entire meal not talking about business kind of thing. And we, we you know, it, we struggle with that sometimes. But, uh, yeah, man, being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And like this, like it's a Friday and like, you know, um, and you know what? I actually, I was a good guy today. I gave Deuce the evening off. Mm-hmm. I have not coached the class in fucking forever, so I told him I was going to coach his last class. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's like having the option to tag in. And mm-hmm. do that, and it, it's it's great. It's just it, about uh, it's about freedom, and yeah. it's about uh, options. Yeah, that's all. I think the entrepreneurial spirit is. Yeah, um, and you can f- you can find that in different ver- like the the big push for a lot yeah. of the, the younger generation is work from home now. Yeah. Work from home is just hey, instead of being on Facebook for four hours in my cubicle, yeah. killing time, hiding out, yeah. I can get laundry done, run yeah. to the get a gym yep. you know go to the gym get some stuff done at home yeah. and then i can still i'll still work i'll yeah. still be just as effective and then from when you, home when you don't feel professional in your boxers and you have less of it you go to a, a coffee shop or a we work because just like group fitness you'll always give more of yourself doing burpees with other people yeah. doing burpees you'll always work harder with a bunch of motherfuckers with their laptops out it's yeah. just given it just you'll feed off that energy it's, it's human nature yes it's gr- like the herd mentality yeah. group mentality and you push yourself more because you don't want to be left Behind. Left behind. Yeah. It just it's fucking that's hundred percent genetically encoded. Yeah. Where can and again, your stuff obviously not specifically for the micro gym, but it is your content is stuff that people could pick up nugs from and learn from. Um, the one that you were you did just the other day about if you've ever been left as the executor of an estate after maybe someone passed away or whatever. It's so funny. My grandfather died and my mom, Susan's been the, is the was the executor, yeah. wanting to blow her fucking head off. Yeah. And um you know, I was just so that was so funny. I was like, Susan, if you knew what fucking technology was, I would send this video to watch um but anyway uh where can someone watch your stuff get in contact with you if they have questions anything like that yeah so um i mean just youtube just google my anthony ruffalo 
I'm on uh, YouTube, and then my website That's is... with all the vowels, because the Italians have to monetize all the <laughs> fucking vowels. There's like seven Fs and four Os. It's just like Buffalo, but with an R. Ruffalo. There we go. Okay? Such a good way to do it's it. very simple. It's like Buffalo, but with an and R. And nobody... Everybody knows how to spell Anthony. Yeah. And then my uh, website, Ruffalo, just like Buffalo, with an R, RuffaloWealthManagement.com. But, you know, for... I, I'm really... I mean, my, my, I have a quarter of a million dollar minimum. That's, that's what it, uh, it's either, or if I do consulting work, sure. it's a $2,500 minimum. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not looking to, you know, if somebody calls me yeah. who says, Hey, I listen to your podcast and they just want some, some basic advice and sure. I can answer your questions over the phone. Yeah. Like I'm more than happy to just give away as much just advice as like 10 yeah. minutes. Isn't going to cost me anything. And I point you in the right direction. Um, and you know, help your your audience out. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking the I'm most, happy if to you do get that. a DM period. I think it's going to be someone wanting to talk to you more about. Okay, you went CrossFit. Like again, I think yeah. it's more your consu- the consumer base. Like for this specific the consumer audience. base. Yeah, honestly, yeah. there'll be some people that'll that'll definitely get a kick out of your videos because they've got they've got some funny little quirks to them. But and they're they are informational. Yeah, but. you gotta ha- you gotta hang in there. Some of them are they're dry. Some of it, it it's because it's, it's, it's a tough finance. topic, man. And I'm also I'm also figuring figuring this the stuff content out. Content flow. Yeah, you'll. And I'm like figuring you, it out. It's hundred videos in. Like I told. Remember I told yeah. you we do a hundred fucking videos. Yeah. you'll have a much better idea. Yeah, and I would say like the other business owners. Um, who are watching your stuff? I've seen I've seen you for the last five or six years and your evolution yeah. and what you've done with your business and and I listen to your um, your the, the, just the fundamental business advice that you give because I read a ton of stuff and like you're always there's maybe like once in a while I'm like eh that's kind of stupid Stu but I would say ninety eight percent of the time your business your business advice is spot spot on and when i say spot on i mean like this is the stuff because i'm a business owner yeah so our our you know we have uh, our broker dealer is a billion dollar company and they're and they're bringing the the best and the brightest consultants to us because when we grow they become more profitable and a lot of this this it's a it's so weird but there's such an overlap between 100%. like fitness and finance yeah. and just being a business owner so like the business i would say you know, if anyone is still listening at this point, like trust, trust the process with, with the advice that you're giving on, on the business side that I see is uh, for the most part, it's spot on. And like, if it's, if I'm not, and I'm just he'll saying, call me out in the comments. I will, I will. Yeah. And it's, and you know, a lot of time it's just a, a like a, a philosophical sure, disagreement and yeah. you're okay to like, you're okay to, it's the only reason that we makes, have anything in this world. It makes people better when yes. you when you disagree, 100%. and then you de- and then you debate, debate, and you might learn something yep. new, or you might just dig your heels in more. I'm like, no, he's an even bigger asshole yeah. than when before we even started yeah, yeah. the debate. I can't believe he thinks like that. What a fucktard. <laughs> See, this is this is why I love Ruffalo. No, so it. yeah, no, no. Your business your business advice is 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 spot on for. You know, with the expense, like we talked about financials yeah. and, and expenses, and you're, you're you're telling these guys to do to do the right thing. And I've seen your evolution, and it's obviously like evidenced by you know what you what what you have built here. Like this shit is difficult. It ain't easy. It's it is not easy to put this stuff together. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. It takes work ethic. It takes giving a shit. It takes being connected with the the marketplace. It takes grit. I mean, there's just. You know, I, I love it. I love wa- I love watching this stuff just because um, it just embodies, like, it's so stupid. It's like what capitalism in America yeah. is. Like, I just think of the pickup truck. And, like, I mean, I started with just a briefcase. Yeah. 
with just a briefcase yeah. and an idea. Fucking hope and a dream. And I got my, you know, I got my own place. I've got yeah. empl- like it, it's you just got to show up every yeah. day yeah. and just do it and yeah. don't give up. That's it. No matter what it is. Yeah. I hear you, dude. Every day. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fucking A.